0: Locked On Podcast Network and Radio.com present Locked On Today.
1: How far will the Lakers fall without AD? Blake Griffin benched for the trade block. Plus, is the Greek freak making his way into the MVP conversation? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today.
0: Searching all major sports. Found.
2: It.
0: Let's start with the biggest story.
1: After Anthony Davis exited the game early over the weekend for the L.A. Lakers, there was a lot of breath holding. We found out. On Monday, that AD would miss two to three weeks with a calf strain. Joining me now to figure out what this means for the Lakers, Anthony Irwin from Locked on Lakers. And Anthony, LeBron James is already carrying a heavy load, already playing a lot of minutes. So how does this injury affect the next you know, month of, of the Lakers' world? Because even when AD comes back, he may not be 100%, may not be able to play the full load of minutes.
0: Well, the hope is that they hold him out long enough to be able to play that full minutes load because, you know, part of the concern from Lakers fans that was that he came back too quickly from, you know, he sat out a couple games with the tendinosis. Uh, It's the kind of injury where the more that you move around, the more comfortable you feel. And then, you know, obviously he pushed it a little bit too far. So next time he comes back, the hope is that he's as close to a hundred percent as, as he can possibly get in the midst of essentially playing two back-to-back seasons. Um, And then, and then in terms of the impact that it has on the Lakers defensively, he was their anchor. Their entire roster was built uh, with what he can do on, on the defensive end of the court, especially uh, in mind. And now that he's not there, I don't think the Lakers are very well equipped to defend at a, at a very high level. So, Either the Lakers are going to have to use that that extra roster spot and maybe try to get a little creative, or you know Mark Gasol is going to have to play longer minutes than I think he was anticipating hitting into this year.
1: The LeBron part of this is interesting to me because even if they're able to you know play well enough to to stay in the mix and presumably they will stay in the mix in the West, if LeBron has to shoulder more of that burden has to play more minutes, there could be down-the-road effects, the tack-on effects of playing those heavier minutes for a couple weeks here could affect his legs in you know April, May, June. So what is your concern level of having to rely he- more heavily on LeBron in this stretch?
0: Well, I think first and foremost, you just have to trust LeBron. I don't think there right. is an athlete in sports who is more cognizant at all times of where their body is at, at any given moment and, and how pushing it now might cost him later. Uh, he's very aware of that. He puts he's, he's absolutely borderline militant about the way that he manages his body mm-hmm. and his health. So I, in, in that regard, I'm not too nervous that he would push it too hard now that it would cost him later. The, I, what I will say though, is I, I, I do think because of how aware he is of, of pushing it now and what that would do for him later, that means that the Lakers are just going to lose right now and their chances at the top seed probably are, are mostly gone because of the way Utah is playing. And, and while the Lakers will tell you that they are not concerned about playing home or away or against any team leading up to the finals, uh, it, it, it is still looking like they're going to have to go through both Utah and Clippers and potentially even Denver because of where they currently sit in the, post, in the postseason picture. And and that that stretch to the finals would be pretty daunting.
1: The other thing is, if you have to go through Denver and Utah, that means having to play. You know, even if we don't have fans, you have a situation where the elevation is a real thing, and we know that in in Denver and Utah, it can affect guys. And so that, that's where you could see some of that mileage effect, right? I mean, that's that's real that effect on these guys. The Pistons are benching Blake Griffin, but not for the reason you think. That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. Just because the NFL is over doesn't mean there still aren't plenty of ways for you to make some money betting on your sports knowledge. And there's one place that has you covered, one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. And right now, when you sign up for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. That means they will give you money just for putting money in your account. It couldn't be easier. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. There's NBA to bet on, college basketball, baseball is going to be here before you know it. Hockey, golf is a blast to gamble on. And when you go to betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On, you will get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Bilt Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And why not when you've got names like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, German chocolate, salted caramel, double chocolate, all of these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and yet they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. It is a miracle of modern science. I'm telling you these things are the best. I have tried every protein bar on the market in my life. Nothing holds a candle to Built Bar. They truly are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at builtbar.com.
0: Now, here's what you need to be Locked On today.
1: It was a battle of top seeds on Monday night, and it was the team no one's talking about. Coming up big as the Jazz beat the Sixers 134-123. to Here's David Locke from Locked On Jazz with more. The
3: Utah Jazz just keep winning their 19th win in 20 games. Only the second time in franchise history this has ever taken place. And every night seems to have a different script, where the other night against Miami... The Jazz won because of defense, today they won because of offense. A brilliant offensive performance, sparked this time by Jordan Clarkson, who had 40 points, two off his career high, the most he's ever had as a Jazz player. It Overcame a 42 point career high game from Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris with a big offensive game for Philadelphia, who was without Joel Embiid today, as the Jazz were able to come from behind. The Sixers scored on 16, Straight possessions at one point in the first quarter. The Jazz worked their way back up to a 14-point lead and were in total control for the entire second half of this game as the Sixers only had the ball once within two possessions. Jazz have now won 19 of 20. For more on the Jazz, go to Locked On Jazz on the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: MJ Walker scored 17 points in number 16 Florida State. Jumped out to a big first half lead and held on against number seven Virginia 81 60 on Monday night in a showdown between the top two teams in the ACC. Duke freshman and projected lottery pick Jalen Johnson is opting out of the rest of the season to declare for the NBA draft according to the school. After returning to the Blue Devils starting lineup following an ankle injury, Johnson has come off the bench for the past three games. He played a combined 23 minutes in the last two games, scoring just three points in eight minutes against NC State this past weekend. Former NFL receiver Vincent Jackson was found dead Monday in a Florida hotel room, according to the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. The body of the 38-year-old Jackson was found at approximately 1130 Eastern Time Monday morning at the Homewood Suites in Brandon, Florida. Police said there were no apparent signs of trauma, and the Hillsborough County Medical Examiner's Office will determine the cause of death.
0: Here is another story you need to know.
1: According to Adrian Wojnarowski, which in the NBA is as good as gold, the Detroit Pistons and Blake Griffin have agreed for Blake to sit while the team figures out what to do with him next. Joining me now from Locked on Pistons, Matt Shook. And I'm going to ask you, Matt, can you figure out where we're going to go from here? But let's start with how we got to this point because it wasn't so long ago Detroit was making a move to acquire Blake Griffin. Yeah, Blake
4: Griffin signed the max, Supermax deal with the Los Angeles Clippers, thought he was going to be a Clipper for life, and before that next season had ended, he was on the move at the deadline to the uh, Detroit Pistons, trying to make a move with Stan Van Gundy, still in charge of the team, to make that mediocre team a little bit less mediocre and a little bit better and make a playoff push. They didn't make the playoffs in that first year, but then 18-19, his first full season with the Pistons, uh, led them to the eighth seed in the playoffs, which was... Uh, Kind of a a goal that shouldn't have been had organizationally, but there's been starved for success here in Detroit. They went for it, got into that first round, and then it's just been injury issues since then. And that huge contract, you knew it would be ugly in years four and five, and here we are. And uh, now Detroit is trying to figure a way to get away uh, out of that uh, year five.
1: Certainly the, the team and its fans would love for a trade to happen, but a trade is is far from assured. They could also decide to buy him out. So, I mean, are there teams you think could see giving up assets for Blake Griffin, or is this more likely we're headed to a, a buyout situation? To, to
4: acquire Blake Griffin... And give up assets to do that. The Pistons would have to sweeten it on their side. I mean, we're talking about a contract that's over $50 million, even prorated this season, and then all of next season. So that's just so much money for a team to take on. First, got to match that. The mechanisms of the trade have to work out. And for to cobble all those kind of salaries together and get that kind of worked out on your end, why bother? What's the motivation for that? Unless Troy Weaver wants to throw in some young pieces and there's some Decent young pieces here on this Detroit Pistons roster. The best ones he probably doesn't want to part with. But Asfima Kailu, who's a good shooter, is out there. Sekou Dumbuya was the 15th pick overall in the 19 draft, and he's in year two, still 20 years old. There's uh, not a whole lot shown in his NBA career so far, but a lot of promise that could be had for a team. But again, that's not... The pieces that move Blake to like a neutral asset at that point he's still in the negative ledger now maybe you cobble those and take your own bad contract back uh, in a big way from some team that wants to make a push but that doesn't appear to be out there around the NBA and for the Pistons you might as well hold on to those assets and also future draft picks and uh, see if you can figure out a way to buy out Blake Griffin the good news is the team and the player have a great relationship with the front office and ownership, and they've done right by each other. And maybe there's a way, and, and Blake's guaranteed his money. He's entitled to his money as well, but maybe there's a way to chop off some of that salary. It's a player option next year. Obviously, he'll opt into that as part of the buyout agreement, but maybe there's a way to chop off so like 10 or $15 million, and I'm just kind of speculating numbers at this point. But uh, if Blake can recoup some of that money on his contract next year and then probably as a minimum uh, buyout player to get for the rest of this year, then maybe, especially being the competitive guy that he is and a guy that's made so much money in his future, Pistons fans and past Pistons fans are kind of hoping that the, the two sides can come together in something that's somewhat mutually
0: beneficial.
1: And it should be said that, that while what happened with L.A. and Blake Griffin was probably extremely surprising to Blake and to go from from L.A. to Detroit is probably not how the average NBA superstar wants his career to go. But Blake has not complained publicly. We have not heard that, that he's been a problem there. He's gone about his business the right way. And to your point, they have this good relationship. And, and it seems like that's the reason that we are coming to this point now. Is the Greek freak making his way into the MVP conversation yet again? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Buying car parts can be a major hassle, especially right now when you don't want to go into the store. And even if you do go into the store, you have to deal with someone behind the counter who is going to have to go look up the parts in their warehouse on their computer You have a computer, you have a smartphone, you have the internet, you can go to rockauto.com and do it yourself. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They've got a unique and remarkably easy to navigate catalog. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer and best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same part go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you
0: agree or disagree this is the cue of the day
1: Yesterday, Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball and Locked On NBA helped us set the stage for the MVP discussion. Let's dig into the candidates now and what better place to start than with the two-time defending winner, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He is still putting together outstanding numbers this season, though not quite at the levels that we've seen the last two years. He's still top five in a lot of the value categories, the advanced metrics, but is he really in the mix? and does he deserve to be? Kane Pittman from Locked
2: On Bucks
1: has his answer.
2: As the NBA season continues to roll on, we're one third of the way in. Everyone wants to talk about the awards. Everyone wants to give their MVP pick and talk about the potential narratives for why their player should win the award. But i tell you who no one is talking about. That's Giannis, the back-to-back MVP. No one is even putting him in the conversation. And I'm going to tell you why that's ridiculous. First of all, uh, he would be, if he were to win the MVP, he would become the fourth person to win back-to-back-to-back MVPs. Will Chamberlain did it, Larry Bird did it, Bill Russell did it as well. So that's the kind of company that Giannis would be joining if he were to win the MVP. I don't think he's going to do so. I don't think he's going to get the votes. But let's not overlook the season that he is having, and at least the reason why he should be in the calculations to win this award. Giannis right now is on the Bucks team that is second in the East. They don't feel like they're firing on all cylinders, but they're still ticking that box of being one of the top contenders in a conference, despite the fact that the question marks will remain over this team in the postseason. Again, this is a regular season award. That's why he won it last year. As far as his numbers go so far this season, Giannis is averaging 28 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. Just to be clear... There's only one other player that is averaging 25, 10, and 5 on the season. That's Nikola Jokic. He's a guy that's in the calculation for MVP on a lot of people's ballots. The Nuggets are a 500 team right now. So just based on that alone, Giannis should at least be in the conversation. Again, if you want to add in a steal, if you want to add in a block, Giannis is the only player in the league that is averaging those numbers. That's 25 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, and a block. This is a down year, everyone wants to say, for Giannis. I'm looking at the numbers and thinking, if that's a down year, pretty damn good that he should be still an MVP candidate. My feeling is that no one's discussing this because of my initial point that he would be a back to back to back winner. LeBron's never done it. So, how could people possibly vote Giannis to do so? But again, that does not mean that he should not be in the conversation. Giannis this year, 78%. At the rim, 78%. That's gone up from 74% last year. So despite the fact that the outside shot hasn't come along, everyone wants to talk about that, why don't we talk about the fact that he is as dominant as anyone inside and somehow continuing to get better. The Bucks need Giannis. He is their MVP. They're going to be contending again in the postseason. He's putting up one hell of a season why aren't we at least discussing the fact that he should be in the MVP conversation? If we're being honest with ourselves, he definitely needs to be in that group with Jokic, with Embiid, with LeBron. Giannis should be in there. Yeah, it's crazy that someone who's
1: averaging 28, 11, and 6 is not in the mix with all of this and part of it is because the Bucks' season has just not been what we thought it could be or thought maybe that it should be based on the talent, but they're still figuring things out. I think he's going to be in the mix at the end of the season because I think the Bucks are going to figure it out. They're going to be either the one or the two seed in the East. And if, if they get back in the mix, in that one seed discussion, that's going to elevate him because that was a big part of his candidacy each of the last two years was he was the reason the Bucs took this big leap forward. The question is, is that leap something that they can sustain? And it doesn't seem like it right now. Giannis, for his part, says that's okay. We're still figuring stuff out, and and that's going to help us in the playoffs. He would rather win an NBA title than be the MVP, that's for sure. And finally, Raptors president Masai Ujiri released a statement on Instagram for the first time since his 2019 lawsuit stemming from a scuffle with a law enforcement officer when he was stopped on the court by an officer, even though he helms Toronto's front office. I have decided my fight isn't a legal one, Ujiri said in the post. Now the challenge is this. What can we do to stop another man or woman from finding themselves in front of a judge or behind bars because they committed no crime other than? than being black this is the work that each of us must commit to every day now that you got your news go make some money listen to locked on bets download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts coming up on tuesday the nba mvp debate isn't going anywhere why we shouldn't shy away from lebron just yet so at least until tomorrow stay locked on today